Haitian talk. Yeah. Yeah, we got a new set. We're feeling really, really fancy. Um, the team has been working really hard, but we're so excited about this content that we're bringing for season two. Mm-hmm. I know it's going to be transformative. Yeah. Um, we're going to have a whole bunch of fun. I got my girls, you know, my wing women on the ones and twos, <laughs> Keisha Young, Janaya Quas. We're excited to kind of dig in today. Um, I'm excited about the topic because it is the heartbed of permission at mm-hmm. large. It's all about authenticity. I'm saying, they're saying, sis, be yourself. Yeah. And I feel like in the world, when you're on your job, sometimes in marriage, sometimes in singleness, the world is always telling you to add something or be something mm-hmm. different. I want to be a voice. We want to be a voice on this podcast to just remind you just as you are, you're enough. And really, we can be able to dive into what that looks like, maybe if you don't know it. So um, kind of want to kick it off with an icebreaker. We're going to talk about some things that these two girls should know, or I should say two of us should know, and then the other one. Uh, that y'all might not know is where we were going. So (laughs) my question is to these young ladies, um, who was my first best friend? Mm. They say they know me, y'all. Let's see. Keisha should. I feel like this is a trick question. Is it? Yes. (laughs) Because I know Sierra. You do know Sierra. I know Sierra, but I feel like it's probably somebody. Norman. That's no. Okay. I did used to try to be like him. I used to emulate him, but he wasn't my first best friend. I used to try to drive like him, like he leaned and all of that. Like he was a role model, but he was not my first best friend. Norman's a brother, by the way. Norman is my brother. Yes. He's cool. (laughs) Yes, very cool. Very cool. Very cool. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Honestly, you may be more right than I was actually thinking because Sierra's mom used to do my hair when we were really, really young, Mm. but even before school. I was thinking of Angel Forney. Mm. She was my first best friend in first grade, Mm. but I actually knew Sierra before I knew Angel, so you were actually kind of right, so you get that. Got it right. (laughs) All right, so what was my favorite color growing up? I'm going to jump out there and say green. No. Um, My guess will be orange purple. <laughs> it's orange. I feel orange. orange. I feel orange. I was yes. going to like go. I should have went with my gut. So I would say orange. <laughs> yes. Because I typically do say orange, like yeah. orange shoes. Why do we do that? Oh. We should talk about it. Because I don't know. It's or just, I'm here. from Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I don't know if other people, if you're from Atlanta and you say orange, then That's let ridiculous. me know. But it's hard for me to just, like, I know it's the color orange, mm-hmm. but like. And it's also the drink orange. <laughs> just because. <laughs> it's the color orange and it's orange. I love but it. Orange, no, 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 no. They know enough it about you. It was my favorite color. Gray is my favorite color now. So it is. both more live. How do we go from so vibey poppy to gray? Yeah. Okay, so. Does I, that say something about your personality? Ooh, mm, I don't know, there. but I do think. So, I, although, like, I don't have, like, a red lip right now, I do, like, Pops. You do. That's Look true. at your nose. Exactly. So I think the gray helps like mute everything else around so that I can still wear like a pop of color cool. and it not be like mm. overwhelming. Oh so it's it like, oh, she still got a little like mm. to there. But yeah, so really nice. I love it. She my question to is. Right. <laughs> really nice. Yes. Okay. It's my turn. <laughs> um, I'm failing. I need to get a win here. Okay. So what was my first job? Hmm. I've had a lot of jobs. Mm. My absolute first one. I was still in high school. Mm. Was it fast food? It was fast food. Ooh. Well, it's kind of like medium food. What does that even mean? <laughs> it wasn't like McDonald's. Okay. Y'all have no idea? Is it Chipotle? No. I really was don't Chipotle know. even a wrap? Like, I don't, I'm not even. You have no idea. Hmm. You don't look like a Chick-fil-A girl. Close. Wendy's. <laughs> oh, I would say Zach, Zach, 
I worked at Panera Bread. Oh, yeah. I, you had I didn't know that. Yes. All I had and was And I was the, the queen of the drive-thru. Like, they like what is, what is queen of the drive-thru? I was like... You were they very would, efficient. I was very efficient at the drive-thru. I was only in high school, but they were ready to make me like a supervisor. They were really upset when I was going off to school. Aww. Like, it was a thing. You, did, you have said that. I did know that about it. I'm not sure that you said that to me. Panera Bread? Panera Bread. I have no history with... I, so every time we pass by Panera Bread, I say... This is my first job. And, and we, we've we ordered Panera Bread before. And you I said, will never forget it. How about that? Panera Bread. Guys, let's navigate this conversation about yes. sissy yourself. What you got, Keith? <laughs> so, what does it mean to live authentically? Like, what are characteristics of somebody who is, like, owning who they are? Like, what is... How do you be yourself, sis? Like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? I think being true to um, how you feel, what is your actual opinion about things, because Mm. I think it starts with the mind, like your belief that like what I think is funny or what is Mm. different about me Mm -hmm. is actually okay and can be celebrated. I think oftentimes we shy away from what we really feel about ourselves or how we really want to show up or if we really want to dance or laugh Mm -hmm. because we feel like if I do this, it won't be accepted by the world. And so I think it is a posture where you're not uh, assessing what other people think first, but you're assessing what you think first. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that is That's found so very good. often. Because if you think about, like, when you, you're sitting here, you're like, well, I wonder what people are going to think. Or if I say this, what they think. That generally is the one telltale sign when you're not living authentically. When all of your questions are about what other people think and you're not just, like... In this moment, this is truly what I feel, and this how I this is how I feel like expressing myself. And I'm okay if it's different or not even well received or perfectly understood. Mm-hmm. Um, I think having the freedom. You asked about characteristics. I think freedom, lack of hesitation, um, living out there, like not uh, living boxed in, are all characteristics of an authentic life. Mm-hmm. But where did you learn to live like that, though? Because I think I think you're a really great example. Like we play cards. And like we would play cards, not cards, not cards. We play cards. cards. (laughs) After church, we'll play cards, like have a good time. But if Keisha don't want to play cards, she won't play cards. And I've always just like, but I've been a person personally. Yes. Even if I don't want to play, like I'm a play just because I know that's what you want me to do. She's absolutely like. So she's saying I, I bully her into playing cards. I love you. You are a card woman. Maybe I used to be. I think I'm not as bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just really. Love, I do. Love community, but that's true. In regards to living authentically, I think I would like really be like either I'm tired or I just don't feel like playing. But I would oblige you in that way, and I've always admired how Keisha would just be like, "No, I'm good." As you would still be around, Mm -hmm. it wasn't like nasty, but it was just what you authentically wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And so, like, where did you learn? No, you should ask her. She's the one living. I love it. I think so I, I I took a season when I spent a lot of time with myself mm. and I think I like before then I, I wouldn't say that I probably would have done that because I would have been like I don't like I just would do what anybody else wanted me to do but mm. when I took that time to be like Keisha what is it that you really enjoy mm. like what are those things mm-hmm. and coupled with the fact of I like I try not to surround myself with people who love is conditional. Mm-hmm. And so I know, like, although Whoa. I know that's her preference to be like, I really want you to play cards. I know me saying, like, I don't really like playing cards. Mm-hmm. It's not going to impact our not love in any way. <laughs> so so I'm okay with being like, 
right, like if it's like a slight disappointment, like it's not gonna be like the end of the world. Yeah. And I think mm-hmm. that helps me live a more authentic life too. Is that I'm in community with people that I'm not trying to buy their Ooh. love mm-hmm. or trying to work for their love, mm-hmm. but I'm like settled in the fact that like no, the people around me they 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 know who I am because mm-hmm. I know who I am. Whoa, and whoa. like they accept that part because I accept great. that part about who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that they know who I am because I know who I am cannot be skipped over mm-hmm. because many times we don't take the season that you mm-hmm. talked about to navigate who am I, what do I like to do, mm-hmm. uh, what don't I like to do, and understanding that you can be okay with that version of yourself. You asked me about the journey of how I got to not people pleasing. Mm-hmm. Mine was on the heels of doing it too long and mm-hmm. seeing the consequence of it mm-hmm. running out. Mm-hmm. I would find myself where I've worked so hard to uh, make sure like that was my thing. It was mm-hmm. always, I just want to make sure that they know I love them. I want to make sure that they know that I, that I'll show up. I want to make sure that they know that I see them. I want to make and making sure, make sure that I didn't feel good about mm-hmm. me because I was burnt out. I I felt like I overcommitted. I felt like I didn't have anything left for me. I was unhealthy. And I got to the place where I got to a point where I was sitting on my bed one day and I was like, what led me here? And I traced back all these make sures mm. when I wasn't making sure for myself. And it led me to a season of doing the very same thing that Keisha talked about, getting uh, still enough to recognize I don't have anything to prove and if I do then I don't need to do it with these people mm. and it, you know and being okay to separate myself from anybody that can't love me in a way that, that they know that what I give in uh, uh, honesty and in vulnerability to honoring the Lord as I honor them mm-hmm. it's enough like mm-hmm. not having to strive because I recognize that the way I love is enough um, and settling in that really helped me mm-hmm. so, and I think it wears you out too ooh, like I think absolutely. that was how I got to like my and it's it's still something that I struggle with too is it is so hard being different people man like with this group with this group and then when I go to church I'm this person and then when I come home I'm this person like it is exhausting and I just got tired of just like it's so much it's so much freedom it's just knowing that wherever I show up like I ain't got to perform like I don't have to be somebody else I don't have to try to figure it out but I have learned to look for like triggers Mm. and whenever I'm in those situations like what is it about this environment that makes me want to feel like I have to do this Mm -hmm. so how do y'all like notice whenever something is happening like oh this is not me like I'm not living authentically in this moment I feel, um, it's like it, there's an internal conversation because you always know, mm-hmm. like, it's like this dialogue where, like, for instance, if I meet somebody and I'm not showing up fully in who I am because I feel like, oh, they're so much greater or whatever, mm-hmm. I feel almost like this uh, discontentment with myself. Mm-hmm. Like, Jackie, why did you do that? Like, why did you feel like you couldn't, you know, be the full version of who you are? I began to question myself internally and what used to happen, that conversation would happen and it would make me shrink more and more and more. Mm-hmm. Now, when I, when it happens, when I start feeling like, Oh, Jackie, you weren't being normal. Like that's mm-hmm. weird. And, and, just be normal, relax, recognize that it's almost like I affirm myself again, like, oh, there you go again, waiting for somebody mm-hmm. to give you permission to be who you are. Like, you don't have to do that. And when I have that conversation with myself now, I'll just show back up the next interaction and say, like, like put myself back out there, not yeah. feeling afraid that if they rejected or think that they think I'm too much, if it was true to who I am, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with it, even if they're not. Mm-hmm. And I settle that. Yeah, I think... Mine is copy paste. I love it. <laughs> no, because I when I feel um 
kind of like resentment after after yeah. moments, right? And it's like, oh, like I would go places with you guys or like show up in rooms with Denar and I would shrink back. I yep. would not be like a full version of myself. And I'm gonna t- the 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 telltale sign for me would be like, okay, I would go somewhere, I'll meet some, I'll meet people or be introduced, then I'll go back again and they'll be like, oh, nice to meet you. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> but then I have to ask myself, Keisha, were you showing up wow. as a full version of yourself or were you just kind of like, oh, you know, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. I'm mm-hmm. just gonna stay. Quiet. You have question all over. Yeah, mm-hmm. you you feel it. People you can feel can, it. Oh, it's absolutely. Like, and that that is a telltale sign for me. It's just like when I walk away, do I feel like I fully showed up, or mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that way, like this. Ugh. Girl, yeah. like, why did you say hi? Or why were you like well, acting weird? weird. <laughs> and I have to constantly, with as the Lord just continues to expand and just constantly check myself before going into spaces to be like, be you, yes, be you, just mm-hmm. be you, be free to be you. When I don't feel that freedom, if I don't feel that flow, it's or anxiousness thing. about going yeah. into a new environment or doing something new. But you said something that I don't want to miss because I want people to get the practical, the practicality of you said. I took a season to get to know myself because mm-hmm. many girls watching this are going to say, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. So this conversation about authentically living, I don't know what that looks like. Help the person watching understand when you say that you took time to get to know yourself, what you were doing. Mm-hmm. So, what did you ask yourself? What did that look mm-hmm. like? Like I would have, let's say if it was a space and I'm just like watching TV and I would see a trailer on a movie. Right. And I'm like, Oh, like I would love to, you know, go do that. But if I had this okay. or if I, had somebody to go with me then I went it's like no Keisha you really genuinely desire to go to movies go by yourself mm-hmm. like just just go like do the thing or I would see like oh an amusement park or something it's like oh that looks cool it's like okay like there would there would be things that I would experience and it would excite something in me wow. and it's and if I told myself oh I would do this if blah 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 I would force yep. myself to figure out a way to still do it and it allowed me to experience mm-hmm. more and more things mm-hmm. that genuinely brought joy to my heart mm-hmm. so those mm-hmm. were some ways in which um I started or if it's like in my mind I would be like oh uh man a nice a nice evening would probably feel like just let me get a book yeah. <laughs> oh a new CD came out oh I like candles let me mm-hmm. just it's like well girl go do it mm-hmm. go to the bookstore just go just go walk around don't rush just go by the bookstore mm-hmm. walk through the aisles and just see mm-hmm. and then go to the candle shop smell it like I would I would push myself out Whoa. to take in those moments and then the more I would then I would do those things and then be like mm-hmm. this is this is good like I enjoy this Keisha enjoys mm-hmm. moments like this and mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that would you speak a lot of exploration and assessment mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. actually pausing and intentionally uh, uh, being aware of what you feel where you are and mm-hmm. what you're doing and I don't think a lot of times we slow down we do it for other people mm-hmm. we will pay attention to what's going on but giving yourself the space to say like where am I Does, do I enjoy this mm-hmm. or, or even exploring and see like oh, I'm going to try this out because sometimes you'll try something like girl that ain't that really yeah. 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 Ministry. Yeah. I think that that a lot of times helps to sculpt this understanding of what authentic you and I do if I would add one thing I think the people around you help to help help you to Effort. uncover yep. like baby you're not actually being yourself or mm-hmm. that doesn't seem uh, actually authentic to who you are mm-hmm. um one thing that I will say is I've had very much show a lot of affirmation from the people around me to say like mm-hmm. you're actually really good at this or you're different in this area like you're anointed for questions or you yeah. actually really um affirm well or you bring to life you encourage your level of wisdom there are a lot of things that I've gained about like yeah I 
am a sure thing. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because of the things that the people around mm-hmm. me have said. Any other things you would add to yeah. helping them I was, understand? I'm going to compliment you again. Because <laughs> you <laughs> helped me with this. Um, just recently, I was talking about my birthday. My birthday is about mm-hmm. to come up. Mm-hmm. And August 2. August 2 is my birthday. <laughs> and I was talking about, like, oh, I would really love to, like, do this. Like, I would love to go to, like, the beach for, like, three days. But I know, like, it might be inconvenient for some people. Mm-hmm. And I don't think everybody would even want to come. Or I'm thinking about the restaurant. Like, I know so-and-so don't even like seafood, so I want to do it here. And she was like, girl, what do you want to do? Like, this Ooh. is your birthday. And I, I, as she was talking, I realized that I have went through 25 birthdays like that. Whoa. Like, doing what other people wanted to do, whatever they wanted to do. Like, I know I love brunch, but I have friends that don't like brunch. So I'll be like, well, let's just do dinner this time. Mm. And it's just like, what am I doing to truly just whatever is in my heart like this is my like it you know it's it's my day yeah. and i spend my days for other people and wow. i was like that helped me to decide like i'm not going to go it i mean a weekend any it don't have to be a birthday whatever it is like depleting who i know i am and then look up and like dang i've spent 25 birthdays unfulfilled because mm. i was just and it for no reason mm-hmm. <laughs> like for no reason at all mm. but to appease other people and i do want to bring to this bring this to the conversation your ability to take self-inventory or pause or even care for yourself doesn't have to be void of caring and seeing other people mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. what i have found out because to your point a lot of times you feel like well if i only think about in this moment what appeases me or what I would actually like to do it doesn't have to take from other people mm-hmm. you can still love other people on their day mm-hmm. but it also gives people permission to do the same thing for themselves mm-hmm. your ability to take time for yourself only gave you the language to say to her mm-hmm. you don't have to do this always in honor of everybody else mm-hmm. you can take that space for yourself and I've seen it in my own life mm-hmm. as I've been willing to brave the waves of the uncomfortability of finding my own voice it gave voice to my sisters mm-hmm. to find their own gave voice to my daughter to my mom Mm -hmm. even to say like man I saw Jackie go from the place where she could barely (laughs) get a sentence out on camera to fully being just like Mm -hmm. it is what it is if I want to laugh I'm gonna laugh if I want to if I don't get the word right I think that it gave courage to Mm -hmm. other people to live the same way and so honoring you and finding authenticity in yourself does a very good service to the people around you to do the same how do you navigate it when you being authentically you or honoring mm-hmm. the, your needs or desires may have some type of conflict or may not line up with the rest of what everybody else needs from you. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you navigate when honoring or being authentic, Jackie, means pulling away? And yeah, that's that's the first thing I thought about. Yeah, and being like, yeah, and, but there's still other people that have like, how do you navigate those conversations and stuff that still honor the people that love you and don't feel like you know, like to heck with it. Yeah, but it's still. I think that you said the perfect word, communication, mm-hmm. and even back to the point that you made from the very beginning. I don't live in relationship with people that are conditional, mm-hmm. and my ability to recognize that if I need a moment for myself, whether it's a best friend, it's a daughter, it's my children, it's my husband, to be able to articulate, I'm not well, and I need this moment for myself to be well, um, because you know that we have relationship equity, that I will always show up for you, mm-hmm. um, your ability to allow me to take this moment for myself is you showing up for me in return. Mm -hmm. And being able to articulate that and not feeling bad about it has been very helpful and healthy for me. Mm -hmm. For a long time, I think that I had a hard time doing it because I was too afraid to communicate the truth of where I was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Can we talk a little bit about how identity is found? Like I know for some people, I know for me, I always use the example of me being a morning person. Okay. Like I used to always say like, oh, I'm just not a morning port person. And then I went through a season where God had asked me to get up early. And so I had to adapt to what he was calling me to. And then I therefore became a morning person. Oh. And so I wanted to kind of like dive into like, is it feelings or what is this internal thing that tells me who I am? I feel like many times we beat ourselves up because we're not who we were for your for the whole for your whole life. Mm. Your ability to recognize that this is who I am and this is what I like in this season and maybe the only understanding that I have of myself in this era. Like for instance, when I was in Sandersville in my hometown, I really believed that wearing weave, dropping my top, living superficial, this is who I am and this was my badge of authenticity. Mm-hmm. Not recognizing as I matriculated through life and the journey of taking time with myself, I actually did those things more for other people than I did for me. Because mm. when I was at home, I actually, the truth was, when I dropped my top and nobody was in the car with me, I felt very awkward Ooh. because it wasn't honest to, I didn't really care about riding around and people seeing me. I felt like this is what made my friends excited. And so mm. I did it. And I'm okay that in one version of my life, I thought like mama taking weave out my hair. That's not who I am. I got to be like Beyonce and I got to do what the world said. That was the only knowledge I had, but being willing to grow and understand that as I gained new revelations and new knowledge, and I think what you wanted to understand was that came by way of me spending time with the Lord and intimacy with him for him to say like, uh, sweetheart, I know you've been doing this, but can we push into why? Can we push into the root of it? Not just the fruit, not just what you do, not just what you become accustomed to singing is who you are, but tracing roots back to why you do what you do and taking the time to uncover and unveil not just fruit, but root. Help me to come to understand better versions of myself. And you only, I can't say you only, one of the greatest ways you do that is in the presence of the Lord. And prayer is a place where you uncover and unrobe like, oh, I dress like this. Why you dress like that? Why you show your boobs? Mm-hmm. Why 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 do you talk like that? Why do you feel like talking like that is not good enough? Mm-hmm. Um, so I really I am a very much so wide girl, and I trace a lot of roots to figure out why I did what I did, so that I would come to the truth of me only doing the things that honored the Lord in the way that I was created. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I love um, when you talk about like having. I think having an open heart is key mm-hmm. because I would be the person to be like, I'm just this is. I just, I'm not critical. I'm not critical, <laughs> but like, I just, I process things like this way. And so that's just how I am. But being open for the Lord to say, okay, all right. Like you said, that, that may be true for in this past yeah. season, but I, there is a different way mm-hmm. and being open to like how you were like, I'm not a morning person, but being open to allowing the Lord to show you a different way. I mm-hmm. think is key to um, keeping an open heart so that as he speaks, you won't be so rigid and I have to be like this person. Like I said, orange was my favorite color growing up <laughs> and I went completely the opposite, but it was still pieces of that in there, but I had to be okay with like, I'm evolving, I'm changing. Mm-hmm. And you know, I still am being a version of like who I am. And I feel like it should be said to the woman watching because people really have a negative connotation for change mm-hmm. that like, I don't want to change or I don't even know what that looks like. I feel like, like I'll give myself for example, I used to say like, 
you know, like when they would talk about like doing vlogs or days in the life or talk about like just jumping on social media to like go live. That's not really me mm-hmm. because I was very much so like, you know, Travis do all that. He's very live all out there out loud. I actually uh, did people a disservice to not yeah. see, you know, I would tell myself I'm not just like an open book or all out there, but the truth is with my friends I would be, mm-hmm. I didn't do it on camera because I was actually uncomfortable with what that looked like or people judging or having an assessment of who I was nine times out of ten because I wasn't sure that I was okay with mm-hmm. it. And I was okay with it in a safe place of people who already knew me, but how would they think that is? Like, would they think that's corny? I got to the point where if you all thought it was corny. I was okay if you thought it was corny. If it was a true essence of who I was. And what I think I did for you all and any other person that comes to know me is I gave them a greater presentation of the fullness of who I am. Yep. And I think that's what true authenticity is about. Not just giving uh, one version of your truth. Because one version of my truth is I, I can be very put together but I can also be very, very silly. <laughs> and I think you get a a much more beautiful picture when you get the whole version. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. How do you remain? How do you remain in a place of authenticity? Because I think a lot of people, like I said, we talked about like they have certain circles, but mm-hmm. consistently across the board. No matter. I, I love that. Like recently, I had the honor of going home with you um, to Sandersville, and you were the exact same person. Like around your, I mean, literally, <laughs> it was like a Sunday morning. Like it was literally like the exact same. Like how cons- consistently? How can we do that? I think uh, the Lord's affirmation helped me tremendously mm-hmm. in that area because. They, my, specifically with family, they know all the different versions. Mm. They've seen the one that was unsure. They've seen the one that was kind of in between and kind of weird. And then they saw you sometimes from afar starting to own this other version and just like, hey, Jackie, that's how my family calls my name. <laughs> like, you didn't used to be like that. Like, what is that about? And I think that I was okay with um, not changing because in my own private time in the dark, before people were seeing at all, um, like, I worked out my quirks and like, God, you say this is okay about me and if I love if I love hard or or I feel passionate about something and I get up here even in the presence of it being a funeral and I'm very passionate about my, the way my grandma lived her life I don't have to hide that from people mm-hmm. I can express how I feel about this even if the way they feel about it is different mm-hmm. and celebrate how they feel but also whether they celebrate it or not celebrate myself and so I believe a part of that came from relationship with the Lord but also living in community with people that really love the essence of who I am and they very much so affirm like Jackie you're a bad girl and who you are and how you are it's worthy to be celebrated and so I'm not going to Sandersville looking to be affirmed because I already am affirmed for my father and people in healthy community that I do life with mm-hmm. yes you <laughs> it was like a week ago I mean we just in a random moment of just talking I'm crying my, my eyes out but you just affirmed that like no Keisha there is something very unique because I'm like if I let this thing go then I won't have anything that special you know that's mine and it's like girl everything that you do like is special because you bring the your true flavor es- yeah, your flavor the true essence no matter where you it just having people around you that can just speak that life and just remind you please 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 get into community or man get you a good solid one two or, you know <laughs> yeah. three, they just can just help remind you and they see the true essence uh, even when you forget it it's been it's 
it's needed. It's yeah. needed and it helps you live it out mm-hmm. so that I can go into different spaces and places and be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I do bring something. I may, I still may not understand what it is, but I know I'm bringing something, something that is needed when I step into the room. Mm-hmm. Man. And just for the people watching, I just want to say, you might still be on a journey of figuring it out. I want you to live the fullest version that you know now, mm-hmm. because the only way you get to the fullness of it is by continuing to live it. And the truth is you never arrive at the fullest version of yourself until you go home to be with the Lord and be okay with forever evolving and forever growing and continuing to learn of yourself um, and not beating yourself up along the way for grabbing it. If you find yourself today where you own one part of yourself, but then you know in one other space that you didn't do it fully, just commit to yourself that the next time you'll fully show up because you'll always get another opportunity. And I think that's what this is all about. You understanding that there are some people that would love for you not to be anything other than a true version of yourself. And I think it needs to be said for more women. We're not looking for a counterfeit the real you, whether it's quirky, whether it's loud, whether it's bold, whether it is crunchy, mm-hmm. whether it's whatever it is, it's worthy to be celebrated and you should own the true authenticity of how God made you. It's the best version, not just a version. When you walk into an interview, you're not putting on a proper voice because if the proper voice isn't the true essence of who you are, you giving the true uh, passion that you have or the language and the di- dialect that you have will be the best gift that you could mm-hmm. ever give anybody in relationship, in a job, in, in any aspect that you walk in. And so I'm challenging you. We're challenging you um, on this podcast. Live in the full essence of how God made you. That's what permission is. And I pray that we've granted you permission to be exactly who you've been created to be. We love y'all. See y'all next time. Hey ladies, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Permission Talk. We would love to have you stay connected. So do us a favor and like, share, comment, and subscribe. Go ahead and comment your favorite moment from this week's episode. Also, don't forget to subscribe to Permission World, which is Dr. Jackie's online Facebook group. We would love to have you be a part so that we can continue the conversation. We'll see y'all next week.